What is up, guys? Welcome to the third out here with Bryson French and Noah Whiskey. We have a good show for you guys today. There's been quite a bit of free agent movement here, and it started right after we finished our last show, no less. Yeah, I mean, it really, as soon as it ended, I believe I texted you, and somebody signed. I don't remember who it was, but it was a bigger signing. It may have been Correa. Yeah, it was Correa. Yeah, honestly, I think it was yeah, Correa signed his deal, and I was like, of course, as soon as we're done recording, somebody signs. Because yeah, that day had been slightly, I don't want to say boring, but there hadn't been that many big signings that day. Been it a had kind of slowed. Yeah, it was a lot of signings, but it wasn't those big-name guys like a Correa or even a Swanson that signed a couple of days later. Yeah. But it's been a crazy week, though. As yeah. I mean, you mentioned those two, and there's been a lot more on yeah. top of that. Yeah. I, this From our episode till today, it's probably been the crazy. I don't want to say craziest, but the most movement of bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with Correa. You know, the 13-year, $350 million to the Giants. Um, obviously, he wanted the big deal. You know, we've talked about this a lot when he was with the Twins, when he had to take, like, the – three-year deal with all, all the opt-outs and stuff. So he did get what he wanted. He had the big deal here. And as far as the Giants, the Giants was a team that we also talked about the week before. Mm-hmm. They uh, We had been talking about, I think that we had talked about them and Sean Manea and how like they didn't, they'd been in on a lot of the big names, but they hadn't actually signed any of the big names. Yeah. And we were like kind of complaining on how like the Giants were kind of just sitting there trying to do something and unable to do so. Yeah, they've been linked a lot of guys. Even going into livestock season, they were linked into a lot of guys. Didn't sign any of them. They couldn't just they just couldn't get the deal done. Almost the same thing this year with Aaron Judge. They had a leak they had a deal yeah. agreed upon, but then of course the next day Judge ends up signing with the Yankees. But yeah, it was nice to see Correa get his thirteen or get his long term deal that he was working at. He probably would have got this deal last year if it wasn't for the lockout. Um, but yet he lands in San Francisco, who uh, really needed a middle infield. I think the plan is really move Crawford to third. Obviously, Crawford's good, but getting older. Yeah, he is. Uh, I can see that move as well, and then I can also see them trading him away and getting some, either getting some prospects for him or up another pitcher, somebody else yeah. like that. But yeah, either way, there's no way Crawford's staying short. And as for the rest of the team, I think. Uh, the offense is in need of a lot of improvement, but I think mm-hmm. the pitching is upside. We talked again. We talked about this last week, though, so I don't know how in depth we need to go into this. Um, expect Jock Peterson and uh, Evan Longoria. You know, those are the guys that were there. I don't know who how do you like, producers last year. So like, yeah, he was, they were their pillars of their offense. The only thing on yeah. their offense. Yeah. So I think this is a massive addition for them. Mm-hmm. It should be. Yeah. All right. Next up is Noah Syndergaard to the Los Angeles Dodgers, one year, $13 million. I'm I'm big on Syndergaard, but what do you think of this deal? Yeah, I'm I'm probably not quite as big on Syndergaard as you are, but I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I think he still has a lot, I don't want to say a lot of years, but a few good years left to produce. A one-year, $13 million deal, I think he's great. He's headed back to L.A., yeah. so you know, hopefully he uh, left his house or kept his house out there. Yeah, came right back after what six months being in Philly. 
If that, I mean, yeah, from, basically that. from July to now. Yeah, it's six months. Six months. Yeah, so he's headed headed back to familiar territory um, in the city it is. So I, I really like this move. I think yeah. it's really good for the Dodgers, especially with, you know, the guys they have in that rotation already. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who was an incredible pitcher mm-hmm. at different points in time. Yeah. Um, really, I think due to his velocity, like he still has a lot of great things going for him. Uh, but there were so many things in like the early 2010s that he was just like elite at. And the only thing that's really dropped off is velocity. He still has great command. He still has great extension, that kind of stuff. Still has great movement. But he can't strike guys out anymore. And I think that's why his numbers kind of declined recently. And they're not bad numbers. They're still like solid three, four in the rotation yeah. numbers. But I think if we look at it, though, he didn't pitch in 2020 and 2021. And so the only time when his velocity has dipped was this year. I mean, the rest of his career, he's at elite velocity. So what are the chances that it was just like one one year of him just needing more time to get that velocity back up and he could be dominant now? Yeah, I think that's always a possibility. He is, I don't want to say he's getting up there in age, but he is a little older. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he hasn't really shown slides, side side of really slowing down that much. I mean, yeah. High velocity pitchers usually take a dip every once in a while, but it's not going to be drastic like that. He's still going to, he's still three, four guy yeah. in your rotation. And, you know, going two, three years basically without pitching is a long time. Yeah. You're not just going to get that back overnight. And a season of recovery is not out of the question here. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next move, also to the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, is JD Martinez signed to a one year, $10 million deal. Seems, I mean, this is, in my opinion, this is a great deal for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Biggest deal. Probably this is the biggest steal of the offseason. So far, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you're getting J.D. Martinez on a one-year, $10 million deal. I mean, if I was, if I would have guessed before free agency how much money he was going to get, I would have guessed between 15 and 20. Yeah, I would have guessed 20 plus. Yeah. And looking at what some of these other guys we're going to talk about later, so many guys made more than ten million dollars. Yeah, so many older guys. I mean, this is. I mean, maybe, maybe DHs don't have as much value, but he was one of the best in the league. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if you could say DHs don't have much value because there are so many NL teams that were searching for him, and that was the one piece that they were missing. So you would think they would be a lot more valuable than ten million dollars. Yeah, especially because the Dodgers were one of those teams that were looking for a DH. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about, like, what DHs in the MLB are better than him. Like you got Jordan, you got Shohei, for sure. Yeah. But then after that, it's... It's him or Stanton for third. Yeah, you can have a conversation for it. I mean, I would probably still take Stanton, but there's definitely an argument to be made. He was more consistent. Yeah, you know, there's, consistent. like, other... Like, it's back and forth there. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking back through our uh, Players of the Month from last year and, like, the other DHs, like, I remember J.D. Martinez was a, was a near finalist or a finalist like every month, mm-hmm. like so consistent. Yeah, and he won it one month. Yeah, he was definitely he was in the conversation every time, especially being in Boston. I don't know; it may just been in Boston and their offense not being great and made him look a lot better than what he is. But I don't, I don't think that. I, don't I mean, think that's the case. Remember him a couple of years ago as being one of the best hitters in the league, and he's yeah. still he's still grinding. He's still there's no bad metrics on him. Mm-hmm. He hits the ball hard. He hits for average. He I personally just love the way he plays the game too. Like, there's so much, so much to like about JD Martinez, and they got him for ten million dollars. He's not even that old, 
I mean, we were talking about like we we've been complaining about like the long term deals, mm-hmm. like all the ten year deals given to guys that are like thirty years old. I think JD Martinez is like thirty three. Yeah. So. And to pair this with the fact that I know we we gave this the Cody Bellinger thing a comp last week with uh, who did they get? They got Jason Hayward. Yeah. But look at it this way: Dodgers got rid of Cody Bellinger. Bellinger got seventeen and a half million dollars, and they got JD JD Martinez for ten million dollars. Are the Cubs <laughs> sad that they didn't sign a player like JD Martinez for less money, and they signed Cody Bellinger for seventeen and a half? Yeah. I mean, I guess that just shows how smart. I mean, the Dodgers being smart. I mean, they have a good front office. Yeah. Um. I mean, I yeah, I thought twenty five million would, would have been the number. I kind of looked to similar players. Um. Let's move on though, down to staying in the AL East. Adam Frazier, one year, eight million to the Baltimore Orioles. Um. It's a it's a depth move. Yes. And $8 million is probably, I think, the cheapest one that we have written down here. No. Matt I think it is, Carpenter. too. Yeah. Um, kind of a last-minute move. But one year, $8 million for a solid offensive piece, I think. You know, he, he fills in holes. He was an all-star level player. He had a bad time in Seattle, but I think he's still a good player. I think he is, too. I think he can produce. I think he's a good, good guy to have in the clubhouse for the Orioles. Yeah. They're a young team. Uh, they need experience. He's a guy that can take someone, you know, under their wing, show him how to be, you know, show him how to be a pro. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's the perfect guy to be in the Orioles locker room. Yeah, very true. And he's thirty-one, so he's again another young guy, and he had a bad year. Like he in twenty twenty-two, there's no question he had a bad year. I still think the numbers are going to bounce back. I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to be that bad. I think he can be a starter. Oh yeah, I think on that Orioles team, he can definitely start off the season as a starter. Now one of those younger guys may. Yeah be kind of throw into it but i think he's he can definitely start the season off as a starter and be a contributor on that team yeah you can put him in the outfield you can put him at second base you can put him at shortstop too there's lots of opportunities yeah, here exactly he's one of those guys where you can pretty much plug him any, anywhere on the field and he knows what he's doing yeah um so i mean he doesn't strike out and look at that strikeout percentage it's like he's in the 95th percentile he doesn't swing and miss Batting average, I think it was just him getting unlucky a lot this yeah. year. So I, I expect batting average to go up. Let's move on to the Yankees here in the AL East. Uh, Carlos Rodon, big yeah. deal here. Six-year, $162 million. Yeah, this, this is exactly the move that they needed after they went and signed Judge. Um, they needed pitching. Uh, they needed a starter, especially. Now, there's... Their starters didn't let them, or the pitching didn't let them down in the playoffs, but they were still one pitcher away. Yeah. So adding, you had Carlos Rodon to a rotation. Ari has Cole. You have Nestor Cortez in there. I hope, granted, he has a year similar to the year he had this year, which is up in the air. And you have uh, Seve coming back, Germain, and then uh, Montas. So you have a very good rotation there. Yeah. I would take those five guys against a lot. Yeah, I would say probably top most of the league. Yeah. I would take that five against. And thinking back at the Yankees in in years past, recent years past, they've been a team that like 
they've always had a good offense. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the starting pitching has been the thing that held them back. And then last year was the year where the starting pitching finally hit its stride. Offense was maybe even not as good as it should have been. But the pitching was the thing that hit its stride, and they were on historic pace there in the beginning of the season yeah. when the pitching was clicking. And it it never really fell apart, but it wasn't like the pitching wasn't as elite all the way through the year as it started out the year. Yeah. But I think they they probably just figured out like that was the key to success for mm-hmm. them was that pitching. Um, so getting that back is huge. I think they're just adding on to that now that they realize that's the key is huge because now they're on they're on pace for another year just like that better yeah they should they need still need to add a couple offensive pieces to uh to the mix but yeah adding Carlos Rodon bringing back Judge obviously are two of the main main points they wanted to get they needed a, another ace and then bring back Judge but yeah I think longevity is a big issue with Carlos Rodon as far as like fo- focusing on him rather than the team as a whole yeah. uh the last time he was he put it surpassed 150 innings this year and then the last time before that was in 2016 yes which is a little concerning yes but he is amazing when he's on the field yes which i would take 100 innings of carlos rodon over a lot of starting pitchers oh absolutely i think last year he had a bit of a struggle when he got to that midpoint in the season and he hadn't had any injuries kind of just kind of like started to drag through the middle of the season yeah but He's a player who is really figuring things out the past two, three years. Like, he wasn't good back in 2016. He was pretty bad. And then he had some injuries, and he came back. And now he's actually starting to, like, come into his own. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a great thing. I mean, he's a lot like Lance Lynn as far as, like, a lot of fastballs using more and more each year. He gets a lot of swing and misses, and people just don't make good contact about him. But he gets mostly strikeouts, you know. Um so a healthy Rodon on the field earns every penny of this contract, if not more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say this is a steal because it was $162 million, but, I mean, I, I think this is a very good deal for the, with the amount of, amount of years on it, the number. Um, as long as he's healthy, yeah, this could come out as, as a bargain for him. Yeah. Now, what's the next deal here? Uh, I think we gotta go back up to the Cubs. Well, we missed the Cubs. What yeah, we we, yeah, we missed the Cubs and Dansby Swanson. Oh, I completely overlooked the Cubs. And yeah, Dansby yeah, you jumped him from the. You went from the yeah, Dodgers down to uh, the AL East. But yeah, Dansby Swanson signs seven-year, one hundred seventy-seven million dollar deal with the Cubs. I was a little confused with the number or with the uh, seven years, one hundred seventy-seven million dollars. Now, did you expect more? What were you thinking here? I, I was I was expecting, I don't know, maybe eight years. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but it just kind of. I, I had to look at it twice before to see it. This is our twenty-five million dollar guy. Yes, I think I would rather have JD Martinez for twenty-five million. Just saying. But, yeah, I mean, I think so. I'm, I'm a little higher up on Swanson than you are. Um, yeah, I don't but, think it's a bad contract. I'm not yeah. saying he doesn't deserve that money. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad deal. It just kind of confused me a little bit. But it, it may have just been because it's the Cubs and they aren't used to spending money like yeah. that. Or at least here recently, I should say, because they they have paid players here in the past. 
just not the last couple of years. They paid Bellinger seventeen and a half. Yeah, they paid. Yeah, see, I think that's what it, I think the whole who they were signing is what more confused yeah. me than what the number was. Because you let, you know, Javi, Rizzo, you let all these guys walk, and then you just even you sign Cody Bellinger, which kind of confuses yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. Then you get Dansby Swanson, but. Looking back more towards the Swanson deal as a whole, I mean, it, it makes sense for the Cubs. They needed they needed a shortstop badly. Yeah, uh, he obviously what he, he there's no way he was their number one on the list. No, but for who they had left, he was the best best case scenario. Which you're still getting a great shortstop there, with Swanson. You're getting at least seven years. You're probably getting four really good years out of yeah. him. Um, he's he's on the younger side. He's going to give you 110% the whole time he's there. He's a good locker room guy. So, yeah, it's a good deal. Um, it shows that the Cubs are trying to at least be in the mix to compete this year. Yeah. I may have some questions about the overall goal of the Cubs right now. Yes, I agree. I don't have a question that this makes them a better team. This definitely makes yes. them a better team. Yeah, the Cubs are definitely a better team with this signing than they would be if they would have signed somebody else. Um, Not a – terribly huge deal because i feel like you're getting a solid you're taking care of the shortstop position mm-hmm. for seven years yeah you're locking it up and that's not a bad thing because like you said it was a struggle for that um i don't think this means they're like instantly gonna like jump to like take second place in the division because of this but like mm-hmm. it is it makes them better and it puts them in a better position in the next coming years also dansby swanson's 28 a seven-year deal i mean Again, yeah. we've been complaining about the thirty the thirty year olds getting eleven year old eleven year deals. This is perfect. Like this yeah. he's gonna be a great player through all of these years. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll put that'll put him until what, thirty four? He's twenty eight now. Somewhere on in there. Maybe thirty five. Yeah, like, thirty four. I think 35. next year is his 25, 29 year old season. Yeah, so thirty four, thirty five. Yeah. So th- that still. makes it a little bit yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. For some reason I thought he was a year or two older. Yeah. Um, so he could have all of that in his front. Yeah, so all seven of those years, maybe. But in bearing injury, and of course, he, he's not all seven yeah. years going to be great. But seven years of in, in his prime for $177 million, you know, so 25 ish a year. No. That said, you you mentioned this, you're a little higher on him than I am. So I'm going to get your opinion on this. Is, you know, the fact that he has a season and a half of being an all-star level shortstop to concern it at all for this amount of money? No, I don't think so. Because I mean, when you're the, if this was a different team, then maybe, but with the Cubs and what kind of think they're trying to do, I don't think so. Cause it's, if he plays like he did this past year, I mean, it, it, he'll be worth every penny of it. Yeah. Even slightly below. But I mean, he just, the last two years, I feel like he's been playing really well. Yeah. Yeah, that's – and I'll answer my own question on this too. Like, the last year and a half, two years, he's been all-star level. Mm-hmm. But you don't need him to be all-star level for him to earn this money. Exactly. He can be like he was even before that to, to keep earning this. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on now to the player I thought we were going to talk about earlier, Andrew Benintendi. And I was yeah. trying to run the, the numbers on this deal, but I, I read something today that this is the biggest deal the White Sox have ever signed. This is not a big deal. This is five years, seventy-five million. That's fifteen million dollars a year. That shocks me. Like the yeah, like everybody else. I, I'm surprised. I don't know if this is. 
I don't know how they calculate this. I don't know if this means like biggest amount per year or like biggest total value. Either way, seventy-five million. I'm surprised they haven't signed a deal for a hundred million. Yeah. How is any team not like Pujols got a hundred million dollar deal in two thousand one as a rookie? Like they haven't signed a single player for a hundred million since two thousand one, and people have been doing that. Also, if you're talking like annual value, like fifteen million dollars per year, the most. I mean, we just talked about it. Like a solid everyday shortstop got signed to a to a twenty five million per year deal. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why the White Sox have been in the basement for so long, too. Maybe so. Maybe so. Ben Intendi, though, he's actually been really good. I mean, I've kind of slept on him. I, he was doing really well before he went to New York. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he got but, hurt. Yeah, and it's not so much him underperforming in New York. But he is a sneaky good player and one that makes this team better, no doubt. Um. But we're talking to the guy who's probably like a very solid number two hitter. I mean, you got Tim Anderson one, got him two, you can have Eloy Jimenez three, you know, guys like that after him. But this, I mean, this is a guy who hits 300 on a yearly basis and gets OPS out of it too. Like, yes. I mean, this was a player that I really wanted the Yankees to bring back. I mean, I th- he was probably the best outfielder, outfielder that was on the market that had realistic chances of going somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, obviously Judge, but, like, that yeah. he was already there in New York. Um, yeah, one of the better, and you guys are weak in left field, too, in New York. But Exactly, yeah. Reason why we need to bring him back. But, yeah, I think this is a great deal for the White Sox. And it's not a lot of money. I mean, we're talking yeah. $15 million a year for yeah. a 28-year-old I'm, like Dansby. I just want to know what New York was offering him. If he was left to go $15 a year to Chicago – it's a short-term deal, too. I mean, yeah, this is, it's five years. That's not terrible. I mean, he's going to be 32 when he gets out of this. Yeah, so he's still in his prime. Yeah. It's a great deal there for the White Sox. They, another team, what are they doing? You know, because, like, they lost the division to the Guardians this year. They were supposed to be, like, World Series contenders last year. A lot of things went wrong. Jose Abreu leaves. Jose Abreu may be a little old to bring back, whatever. But, like, what are they doing now is the real question, so... Yeah, this yeah. Who knows what the White Sox are doing? I mean, the, he, there would be another one of those teams who are going through trying to figure out what they're doing. You know, we, we'll be confused about. We've got the White or the Red Sox and the Cubs right now that we can't figure it out. Yeah, just add the White or just add the White Sox to that list. Yeah, and I think I would, I would think the White Sox are supposed to be contenders, and this is a move that makes them look like that. They're gonna have to start paying people. They also don't have a fine farm system, which is scary. Like they yeah. have a lot of great young players, but they don't have a farm system. Yeah, which is kind of surprising. Well, with, if, the, with the amount of young players that they have, yeah. you would think that they'd still have some. Yeah. In the minor, but they do not. So, put it. Let's put it this way: If you're a young team and you're supposed to have all the players that you're gonna call up, right? All of your MLB ready young guys are here, and you're looking for ways to get better. You're not going to be able to do that by bringing in more prospects. Mm-hmm. So you have to start signing guys. And they've only spent $75 million. Yeah, on one player. On a single player. Like, they haven't they haven't hit $100 million on a single player. They did. They opted not to bring Rodon back. They've, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot of deals that I'm kind of questioning here with them. Like, why don't they go for it? Because you got, you're obviously not paying anybody. So. Yeah. 
who knows? I mean, that's that's one one team that's a real head scratcher. Yeah. Also, if they were to sign a player to a massive deal, who would it be? I mean, they got Eloy Menes. He's probably the best guy. Dylan Cease. Yeah, shoot. I don't even know who's left. So they got Dylan Cease, who's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Yasmani is too old. Jose Reyes is gone. So Yon Mankata actually has their biggest extension. He, he signed a $70 million extension. And Tim Anderson. I'm kind of surprised Tim Anderson hasn't gotten a big deal at this point. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that too. Uh, and then Eloy Jimenez is yeah. basically the for them. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I don't know what they're – you know, they could bring in some guys. I don't see – other than paying Eloy some money here soon – they don't have a lot of guys like waiting to be paid and they're trying to save money for. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. Joey Gallo signed with the Twins. One year, $11 million. Very similar to the J.D. Martinez trade on, yeah. or sign. I think he's a, a – I think he has a higher potential, I think. Higher potential but lower floor. Yes. Much lower floor. Yeah. Like if J.D. Martinez is going to be one of the best three DHs in the NL – at worst, Joey Gallo at least put, you know, he can play gold glove in the field and he can also be one of the best left fielders in the game. So, higher potential, but like, yeah, he's got figured out the plate. Yeah, he also hit 160 last year. So, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's amazing how the drop off that he has had in the last two years. We we're talking about this before the show. I mean, he was one of the top three. Arguably top two left fielders in yeah. all of baseball. I was watching a ago. video that ranked him at the number one left fielder last year. I think you and I ranked him at the number two or number three left fielder last year. Like, it was common. Like, nobody even thought that this would happen to him to drop off this far. Yeah, I mean, it was just as soon as he got traded to the Yankees. Yeah. He just never forgot his footing. He played a little bit better in L.A. right when he got there. Yeah. And then he just... And he's never got his feet underneath him. Yeah. Which, I mean, going from Texas to, and then two big city markets like that. But the media is a whole lot different. Yeah. The clubhouses are different. Of course, the Yankees, you had to shave every day and all that all that stuff. So, I mean, it's going to be different than, you know, a small market team like Texas. So, maybe maybe the Twins, this, is, this will be a good turnaround for him. He's back in the small market. Yeah. You know, small market media, all that stuff. So, this may be a good good turnaround team for him. Also, they're banning the shift. Yes, which has screwed him very hard. Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, though, to hit to benefit from not having a shift, you have to hit the ball. Yeah. And he strikes out like nobody's business. Yeah. I'll say his strikeout rate, yeah, is highest in baseball pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, if he just make contact, he, I mean, his, he should be. Especially this next year because the shift is going to be totally. It's coming. It's gone after this season's last season. The shift was yeah. not. Yeah, right away. Yeah, so he he could probably hit up to four hundred if he made contact. But he's just not making contact. And he never has. I mean, yeah. that's kind of been his thing. But yeah, I mean, if I look at his baseball savant page, I don't have it up right now. But in years past, I remember looking at this and being like, he could be hitting four fifty without the shift right now. Yeah. Um. So he is a guy that will definitely benefit, and I think the Twins are going to benefit from the signing because of that alone. Like he's still mm-hmm. going to strike out a lot. That's still him. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Shift stats. Um. 
with no shift. That's uh, still not great. <laughs> yeah, this past year. I mean, yeah, 270. But like the year before is, yeah. I mean, going up to 290, and then it jumps all the way to 400. Yeah. Then 640. So he had he still has potential. I think it'll be okay. I think he'll be fine once he Yeah. I mean he's still gonna strike out a lot. That's yeah. his identity as a hitter. But not having the shift means when he does make contact, he's not gonna get out every time when it's not a home run. Yeah, which I think does a lot with his confidence. Just, yeah, I mean, just seeing the ball hit the bat and you know, and just getting down. Yeah. Just rifling a ball, you know, 120 miles an hour and it not being a routine ground out is, you know. That'll help your confidence. Yeah. Next signing is Justin Turner to the Red Sox. Two years, $22 million. Red Sox were wondering what they're doing, but this is – it fits. They've made a lot of decent signings, I think, this offseason. They have, but, yeah, I mean, you still can't tell the direction of the team. I think, like I said at the end of the last episode, they're getting – they are smart. Yeah. They're not looking to do the long mega deals for older players, but – they're, I mean, Justin Turner can hit, man. He's a great hitter. He may be a little older, but it's only a two-year deal. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, he, he, he's 38. He's, yeah, he's one of the better hitters that were that was available. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a good replacement for JD. I don't think he's as good. He's not as good, but he's – they can make do. Yeah, and he, he can take an infield spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So – For $11 million, that's, a, that's fine. I mean, that's – one million less than signed JD for. Yeah, which actually, no, hold up. JD got ten. Hold on. So you're telling me they brought in a much older player. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Who was injured and had worse yeah, numbers last year. Injury prone. Yeah, for JD Martinez, and they're giving him more money and an extra year. And he did. His numbers weren't even as good. Yeah. And JD wanted to stay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They make no sense. Uh, Bogarts would have stayed in. Boston, if they would have given him relatively close to the same deal, yeah, that other well, players were, and they were, I understand the sixteen million dollars apart. I understand the Xander thing a little more because they didn't want to sign a thirty-year-old shortstop to an eight-year deal. You don't want a thirty-year-old shortstop, around yeah, maybe I, I make a deal. I, I, I but don't think they, this doesn't. Make yeah, sense. this makes no sense at all. Because you got, I mean, a guy who almost did he win the MVP with them. I don't think so. I think he, he was, was close. He was, in the, he was he's been, been in the conversation, but I don't think he won it. Yeah, I mean, for for a DH to win an MVP is it's insane. Yeah, it's extremely difficult. And he almost did that. But so basically, JD Martinez is like as close to an MVP as they've had in a long time, mm-hmm. and that would have been such an easy deal for them. Wow, I'm didn't even make that comparison until just now. All right, um, Michael Brantley. As far as bringing back the old players. Michael Brantley is a good hitter. Hit for average. Was really injured, though, this last year and did not play a whole lot. Yeah. I mean. But goes back to Houston. Yeah. I kind of assumed, like, I, once I saw that he was a free agent, I was like, ah, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. It was just what his deal was going to be. Yeah. A one-year, $12 million, it kind of it makes sense for him, especially at his age and where they're at uh, in their timeline with the other players. Yeah. That they have on the roster, it makes sense. You know, giving him another year. And if he's if he wants to call it after this or do whatever, but yeah, one year stay in Houston, especially the way Houston's rolling right now, coming off the World Series. Yeah, it's a smart signing. They get another year to figure out what they're doing in the outfield because that is maybe a weaker position for them in depth wise. Mm-hmm. 
You don't have to have Jordan standing out there. Exactly. So it's, you know, he's still playing well. He can still hit really well despite his age. It's a one-year deal, so you're not going to get burnt on it. Exactly. And then uh, Connor Joe, this was a trade, not a signing. He was traded from the Rockies to the Pirates. I don't know much about Nick Garcia, who he's traded for, but I do know that Connor Joe had a pretty decent year, and yeah. the Pirates went and got him. So good for them. Yeah, it was a good deal there for uh, for the Pirates. I mean, I know the player they needed. You know, the Pirates were not the uh, the best team last year. Yeah. So you know, anything to make them a little bit better, and I think they got a little bit just a little bit better with uh, with that deal. They didn't really have anything at first base, and Connor Joe was a bit of a DH, left field, first base, and he can do a little bit of everything. So I I like him. I know he kind of struggled and he was kind of up and down, but He's a solid, you know, he's going into his age 30 season, so he's a veteran, mm-hmm. has experience, and it fills a hole that Pittsburgh had. I mean, they don't really yeah. have any solid piece there, I don't think, so that helps. And then Matt Carpenter to the Padres on a one-year deal. Yeah, this one kind of surprised me a little bit um, that the Padres went after Matt Carpenter, but, again, one team that needs a piece of DH. And when he was healthy, he was one of the best DHs in the game, surprisingly. Um, then he just then he got hurt. Yeah. And, you know, didn't come back till in the middle of the playoffs and couldn't really get his footing back. Um, but I mean when you're gone for months at a time, it's kinda of hard hard to just come in and playoffs and play well, yeah. especially at the magnitude that he was playing. Yeah. But speaking of the Padres, yeah. Another big deal that they just made went out and got Brandon Drury. Yeah, he went to the Angels. Or, from, he was, he yeah, was with the Padres. Yeah, from the Padres. Yeah, went went to the Angels for a seventeen million one year deal. Two year. Two year deal. Oh, that's a lot. That's not a lot of money. Seventeen right? million a year. Oh, no. seventeen million for two. That's that's so that's a bargain. I was looking. I made the third base power rankings or the third base tier list ranking list, whatever, and it kind of surprised me. Brandon Drury was absolute garbage until this year. Yeah. And then he wasn't that good in San Diego. He had half a good season with the Reds. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the amount, $17 million here for two years. That's kind of like Adam Frazier amount. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe a little bit more. So I, it's a good deal. I mean, he has a lot of upside here because he had, if he is moving in this direction with his career, yeah. and if it keeps going, there's, I mean, there's no reason to think it would stop moving upward. So... I think it's a good move for the Angels. I think it's an excellent move. Uh, I'm a little higher on Jury. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to play really well uh, in the certain in the circumstances he's going to be in. But yeah, I mean, Angels have to go out and get him or go out and get some players somehow. You yeah. know, their last kind of go round, it seems like. Yeah. You know, we, we've been talking about it. Seems like there is with Otani and Trout and just trying to figure figure it out. Um. Yeah, I thought this. Seventeen mil for two years. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely a good deal for the, the Angels. And then back to the Matt Carpenter and the Padres. This, I'm kind of confused on how this whole lineup sorts out for them. Yeah, that, that was kind of confused on that a little bit as well when I saw the signing. Because you have so many good players here. I mean, I can just off the top of my head. I'm not even looking at this right now. I mean, you've got Juan Soto in right. Mm-hmm. You've got Trent Grisham in left or center. Excuse me. You're putting. I, what are you going to do? You're going to put uh, when he comes back. What's his name? Uh, shortstop. Fernando Tatis and left. Yeah. 
And then you're going to have Manny Machado at third. You're going to have Kim at short. You're going to have Cronenworth at second. Who do they have at first now? They let Josh Bell walk, right? Yeah. Well, they have. They still have Will Myers. Oh, uh, yeah. Do they still have Will Myers? They should. I sent you this picture a while ago of their roster. So whoever they have at first, and then Matt Carpenter. So Matt Carpenter, we're, we're talking yeah. about like DH first base. I feel like they have somebody else on there. Some well, other guys that I'm overlooking here. Yeah, so Will Myers is a free agent right now. Okay, so they don't have Will Myers. Yeah, so they don't have him right now. So who do they have at first base in DH is the question. Yeah. Um, and I sent you a picture of their projected lineup, I think. Yeah, or I think it was their lineup as of today or something yeah. like that. So we're talking, let's see, who do they have? Oh, forgot, Xander Bogarts. Yes. Well. How did we forget about that? Yeah. That totally went over our heads. So, That's, yeah. Xander's at short. Yeah, Kim's at second. Cronenworth at first. DH is now Matt Carpenter still. Yeah, so this is this is the list that we had on December 6th. We had our I think MLB, was, yeah, MLB Network had for uh, Tatis left, Soto at right, Machado at third, then oh, the day that Xander signed at short, uh, Cronenworth at first. No, Aaron Nola, Austin Nola, they're catching Trent Gisham in center field, David Deal at DH, and then Kim at second. Okay, so, so this completes bad. them, yeah, completes their lineup into probably, dare I say, the most elite lineup in baseball. When Tatis is there, yeah, when Tatis is there, you can definitely make that argument. They're they're definitely the best roster in their division. Yeah, I mean, we were looking at the Dodgers roster earlier. Yeah. What are they going to do in the infield? Yeah. I mean, they lost both Turners and Seager now, and who do they have at second base? Like, they are, they might be in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. I mean, they may be what the Padres have been the last two years. Or, the, no, Padres, the Giants. Yeah. So, it's kind of interesting. They, like you said, best roster in their division for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who could top that offense if it were fully. I mean, again, yeah, Matt Carpenter, hard. health, age, that kind of stuff. Uh, Cronenworth was up and down. Of course, you got Tatis' injury and stuff to come back from. Is he going to be the same when he comes yeah. back? Yeah. And so the, there are question marks. Yeah. But yeah, Tatis in the locker room and or in the clubhouse in general from that coming back from that yeah. suspension and everything. You know, a lot of players weren't. You know, we're calling him immature and stuff like that. So we'll have to, yeah, we'll see see how that plays out. But but I mean, just having Xander Bogarts, who is one of the best offensive yeah. short shortstops. Manny Machado, who just was on MVP tear. Yeah. And then Juan Soto, who could possibly be the most talented hitter in baseball. Yeah. Like, that that top three alone sets the pace, and then it doesn't back down. Yeah, I mean, that's – So. Yeah, that, that – you could you could put that lineup against probably a couple lineups in the last few years. Yeah. By the best roster. Yeah. So Padres got some good stuff going. That is the free agent news that we have to talk about here today. Make sure you check out the TikTok and the Instagram. We got lots of stuff, lots of lists. We're going, uh, we just finished top 10 third baseman. And then we're moving to what every team wants for Christmas next. Mm-hmm. And that'll run through Christmas Day, the New Year's specials, all that. And so make sure you're checking those out, TikTok and Instagram. And of course, make sure you're following this podcast so you catch up, catch up on the next week's news, next week's news. I feel like we're going to run out of free agents here. I mean, people yeah. are signing so fast this year. Yeah, it's of course last year they had the lockout, but yeah, I mean, it seems every day another big signing happens. So yeah, yeah. 
All right. Sounds good. Appreciate your all support and we will see you guys next week.